This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. The coronavirus continues to impact our daily lives, and man... Has it changed things? It's just unbelievable. I never thought I'd see these things. Um, you know, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you uh, guys doing this morning? Pretty good. There we go, Pam. Jeff? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing great. The uh, sun and we're building the curb right now. All right. Well, uh, just so that you know, we're all doing our social distancing. Uh, I'm going to tell you one of our experts today is in an F-150 and one is in a rocking chair at home. I'm going to let you decide which one it is as we go further into today. <laughs> I, I can't even pull myself into a 150, so you know that's not oh, Okay, me. okay. <laughs> I also learned that Jeff had to find the nearest nine-year-old to figure out how to hook him up online today and uh, get him hooked up. But he's he's with us. You're good, Jeff? Man, hey, I'm loving this. This is... Uh... This is not a bad way to do a radio show. No, it's not. Uh, it's not. So, um, with all the weirdness of uh, COVID nineteen out there, how are you guys doing business? Well, it's a little uh, different. Um, mm-hmm. And what we're doing on a on on as far as my company, uh, we have one trade at a time in our new construction. Oh, okay. and, and meaning, you know, if the trim carpenters are in there, we don't let anyone else come in other than those two trim carpenters and they and they do their six foot distancing on their own, a little easier to control. And then as far as our remodels, we are only doing uh, houses that are vacant right. or outside. Oh, that's a good. Uh, OK, so outside stuff like uh, siding and, you know siding roofing you know anything right. that we can do outside and and um we there was a house caught on fire here a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. so we're doing that obviously it's a vacant house right but that's that's our that's our baseline how about you pam what uh how are you handling this well, we decided as a company um, that we would only inspect uh, empty properties or commercial properties right now. Now, when you say um, empty, does that mean no one lives there or no one is currently there? Well, we decided um, that it would be best if no one was living there um, just because of yeah. all the unknowns um, around how this thing is spread. Mm-hmm. And also, we don't know where the people who are in the house have been. <laughs> right, right. So, and then, where have uh, we been? <laughs> that's Stack true. those bricks up on the driveway for me. I may need them. Right. <laughs> uh, Jeff is out there working. He is, he yeah. is pointing and doing traffic while he's while he's on the show live. This is how it works, folks. So what are y'all, uh, Pam, are you trying to work on anything at home? You've been closed up for a while now. Are you doing anything in particular? 
Yeah, I um, and this is something that, that our listeners could do as well. If if you moved into a property and had a home inspection done, I would encourage you to pull that report out and just tackle the items that may not have gotten repaired. You know, we do a wow. in our reports. We give a pretty extensive general maintenance. Because uh, what we want to do is help the consumer know how to live in their home, right. things that they'll need to do to keep it up. So I pulled the report. I had Haley, one of my inspectors, inspect my house last year. I try to do that every couple of years, have right. one of the inspectors no. do my property. So I've pulled that report, and I've started tackling um, Just things that were on that report, things like putting um, – electric junction boxes or junctions that, you know, cause Paul Paul built my shop. Right. <laughs> so I'm going in and putting uh, junction boxes around those, that wiring just cause it's a safety issue. And then I've, I've been doing a lot. I can already work. tell, you know what? Someone is going to call me Paul Paul one day. They're going to see like my work in a <laughs> workshop or something. I'll be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Paul Paul wired this one. Yeah, Paul Paul does a lot. Yeah, Paul's yeah. Real busy. I can't wait to be Paul Paul. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I've got a couple of things that I wanted to run over this week. Um, I, I've I've been able to 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 work on a couple of things. I had a crack in a wall that you know better no better time than now to work on that. So I was able to um, you know sand that out, put some joint compound on, and 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 paint over it and everything else. It looks like it was never there now. So that was that was interesting. Another one is I took some uh, reclaimed wood. I, I was I had uh, torn down a thing in the backyard, and I used that reclaimed wood to make a new fence for my garden because we have dogs, and their favorite thing to do is to pull up whatever we planted. So put a new fence out there, and, and, and it's a good way to use your time. Now, I want to talk about this using your time thing, folks. I told Java this morning when I came in that I, we've, we've got to have a serious talk with our listeners this morning. And that serious talk is um, I went by a home store. Uh, I've been by there, I think, twice since this whole big thing started. And it is if uh, – it's unbelievable, folks. Everybody is there. Everybody. They are slam-packed all day long, as long as they're open. And the people are parked up all the way into the back of the part li- uh, uh, parking lots like it's the day after or day before Thanksgiving or something like that. It's unbelievable. Um, and then you go inside. I did go inside, and it was interesting. There were so many people there. Now, people were <clears throat> excuse me, trying to social distance. And so there would be one person at the register. There would be another person six feet back. There would be another person six foot back from that. But then there were 20 customers behind them that had no markers standing right next to each other in a bunch trying to get to the register. So so this is what I got to say. I, I know that you're home. You're bored. There's not much else to do but work on the house. And it's kind of funny. If you look around your neighborhood, has anybody noticed nobody's yard needs to be mowed? Everybody's yard is perfect. <laughs> You know, I mean, everybody, everybody, yeah, everybody's yard is perfect. It's amazing. I drive down my neighborhood and there's gorgeous flowers everywhere and <laughs> yards are mowed. There's people out with blowers everywhere at all times of the day on a Wednesday. So um, people are outside hey, doing Jason, that. Yes, ma'am. Can I mention something? You know, you talk about all the yards being mowed. What mm-hmm. what folks could do in their neighborhoods is notice what yards are not mowed. Ooh. Because it's probably a senior or someone who oh. is 
could be affected by this and cut their yard for them. That's a, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Thank you so much, Pam. That's fantastic. I did want to say the reason why I mentioned all that is that, folks, I know you're bored and I know you need things to do, but jamming 20 people on top of each other and, and throwing 1,000 people at a single home building store um, – is not working for the whole social distancing thing. If you drive up and there's 30,000 people in the parking lot, think about maybe another time you can come back. Or can you order it? Or can you, you know, there's a lot of different things. But um, once you're there, remember, try to keep your social distance. It, it, it really is important. All right. It is. And I tell you something they could do, too, is maybe mm-hmm. find a project at home that doesn't require going to the store. That's interesting. You know, I was thinking about that this morning, Pam, trying to figure out what is it that that we can do in our homes that does not require us to go buy anything. And I thought, well, a lot of folks have like a little toolkit in their home. Uh, Some folks do not have a toolkit. And I thought, well, what does everybody have? And I thought, well, um, I spent my life watching my mom put things together with a butter knife. So I guess everybody's got one of those. Right. Oh, you yeah. know, another thing, too, that that unless you did it last weekend, it needs to be done. Uh, the storage room and the garage clean out. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what other time I, are you going to get this better than this? It's so funny. My wife and I were sitting there laughing at each other for procrastinating. We're like, what for? Why, why are we <laughs> waiting to do this? Let's just do it. Let's do, yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, really, think about it. So anyway, um, I hope things are going well for you guys. And if you're out there working on your home and you really want some advice, or if you've got a problem with something that's happened during this time, please give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can also send an email to FixIt101. Time for us to take our first break for the hour. And today we're taking a look at inside your home with many people staying in your home. This is the perfect opportunity to fix that wobbly toilet. Find those studs to hang a shelf or organize your toolbox. When we return, we'll talk about the difference between cleaning, disinfecting, and sanitizing. No, really, they're different. If you have a question for our guest or any other home improvement uh, questions, join the conversation and give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHI Certified Inspector, Inspecting Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Org. Okay, so we mentioned uh, before we got into the break that I was going to tell you the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. 
we're hearing all these terms all over everywhere. And I know, no, this is not a medical show, but there's so many things around you. And as I said, if everybody's going out and getting stuff to work on in the home, you're still going out to get stuff. So here we go. The term cleaning, you ready for this? Removes germs, dirt, and impurities from surfaces or objects. That's just the, the standard term of cleaning. Then we move to sanitizing. Now, that lowers the number of germs on the surface itself to a safe level. That's what sanitizing does. Uh, as judged by public health standards and requirements, this process works by either cleaning or disinfecting surfaces or objects to lower the risk of spreading infection. Okay, now that that is sanitizing. Now, there's a whole different level disinfecting. Now, this works by using chemicals to kill the germs on surfaces or objects. This process does not necessarily clean the dirty surfaces or remove any germs. It just zaps the it just zaps the germs. It kills them. So they can't they can't go. Um, And uh, so basically cleaning removes germs. Sanitizing lowers the number of germs and disinfecting kills the germs so you've got three different kind of categories of what you're doing there all right so we're going to go to the uh phone lines now it's open and uh lauren is on the line and natchez what's going on lauren good morning good morning i'd like to tell you the downside to all this wonderful cleaning and all that i decided i needed to get my house in order in case i got it and died and didn't want people to think i lived the way my house looked right it's like the dirty underwear thing yeah. Exactly. So I've okay. got two bedrooms clean, and including some big stuff, stuff that's going thrift store and all that kind of stuff. I lined it up in the hall. Well, guess what? The what? thrift store is closed because of the. Uh, oh, the virus. Yeah, the thrift store is closed. Well, now my house is, is. I got a little pathway that I can walk into. <laughs> oh, no. All that stuff. Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm. Look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not laughing at her. I can just imagine this. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to clean out my house now. I've got everything cleaned out. Thrift store is not open. What do I do with all my stuff now? Wow, that's a really good point. Uh, wow. You know what? You're going to have to find a storage place until somebody opens back up. I would think. Uh, and you don't I, want, you don't want to dump it all, Lauren. You know? No, no, no. I, it's good. It's good stuff. You know? It's right. Just, I don't need it anymore, whatever. Right. You know what you can do? Let me let me say this. You know what you can do? Uh, there are still people in the world who would love to have it. And uh, I, I've done this at my house. You can put it on Let Go or Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace or something like that. Just take a picture and it says, free curbside alert. Come get it. And and you'll you'll find that people will. Well, so. I'm no, hey, a true, What, Jeff? A true story. We, uh, we're, we're doing the same thing. We're, we're cleaning and purging and cutting grass and all this stuff. So we put some stuff out on the curb, um, day before yesterday, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was gone in about 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that, that may be, uh, an option, Lauren, but until then, uh, find a nice corner in a room you don't use and pile that stuff up. All right, let's keep moving. (laughs) Go on to, uh, Robert in Memphis. What's going on, Robert? Hey. Hey. What can I do for you? Okay. Uh, my wife and I recently purchased a home, and I noticed in the master shower, there is no exhaust fan. Is that critical? Uh, exhaust fan in the... Uh, in the, Ma- in the Master shower. Okay. Uh, 
Jeff, Pam, any ideas there? Pam, I'll let well, you go first. I've got an opinion. Um, well, how old is the house? The house is uh, about 20 years old. Okay. Well, you know, what the... What that fan is for is to remove the moisture that is um, generated by using water in the house. And so the vent fan would pull that out. If you can't get that installed, what we've recommended is coming in with a ceiling fan or something. Because if you don't dry that air, moisture on the interior of your home can lead to other problems. Um, I, we see in older houses where they may not be there, and so we just try to give folks, you know, options about what you can do. It's not too terribly difficult to put one in. But I was going to ask if you could doing, retrofit something. You can. I mean, it just depends on, you know, sometimes I had a, a house one time where there was a second floor and right above where that bathroom was. So the only option would have been to put a vent fan in the wall that would have taken the air outside. And I just told the client, I said, what you're trying to do is dry the air after you use that shower or that whirlpool or that tub. Right. And so a ceiling fan would accomplish that. It's not the best solution, but sometimes you just have to do a workaround in these older houses. Right. Jeff, what, what, what you got? Yeah, no, the ceiling fan is a great idea. It's a great alternative. Um, there is a company that uh, manufactures a retrofit. Uh, it's called Whisper Quiet. It's made by um, Panasonic. Panasonic. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great alternative. Uh, if you if like you know if if it's a single story, you can get in the attic and things of that nature, and relatively easy to install. Huh. So let me ask you, Jeff, uh, Robert, uh, did you hear about that one? The the uh, the Panasonic Whisper Flow. Uh, whisper Quiet. Wh- whisper, whisper Quiet. quiet. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm and, writing uh, that down. What, uh, Jeff? Just uh, top of your head, you know about what one of those units runs? Yeah, it's. Uh, they are not cheap. You're gonna you're gonna spend two. 50, 300 bucks on that fan. Okay. And, and uh, let, let me say, Robert, uh, as you do that, uh, when you go into the store and start looking at the, uh, at the bathroom fans, you're going to find that they make some really cheap models. Uh, it's because those are really cheap models. You don't necessarily want right. that. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so make sure to take care of that. <laughs> okay. So, all right, Robert, we appreciate I, I, it. I got, I've got one more question. Yes, sir, go for it. What, what uh, Can anybody tell me about what it would cost to have someone install that for me? Hmm. Yeah, probably another $300. So you're five to six, you're five to six hundred with the fan installed. Okay. But and I what can't. you want to make sure to, Robert, be sure that, and, and we've seen this coming in behind an install. Make sure that they're following the manufacturer's specifications on putting that in. Because if you put the fan in and don't have an extension in the attic, you're not doing anything. You're just turning on a motor and you're not pulling anything out because it's covered with insulation in the attic. That's a good point. So normally what those fans have is some type of a vent that's attached to it. 
Um, and just make sure whatever that manufacturer suggests that that's being followed on the install. So then would it go up through the roof? It would depend. You're up in Memphis, so um, it might need to go uh, out the roof. The reason, you know, here in our area, I, I don't really recommend that they go out the roof because our dew point is so high in our attic anyway. But in Memphis, your temperatures are so much cooler. And if you run that vent in your attic in the wintertime, you're going to have a lot of condensation on the decking in your um, attic. That, so I, I don't know, Jeff. You you do some stuff like and, that way. What? It's a it's a great point, and um, I'll put it in perspective. Madison County, we can vent them in the attic. Madison, the city, we have to vent them outside. That's my, something else. My yeah, my personal belief: it, do never vent those vents outside. Vent those in your attic. Um, Venting, venting them outside simply creates um, a moisture problem that Pam just described. Plus, you have another penetration in your roof, which is another um, um, Potential possible leak point. Leak, leak point. Yes. Right. All right. Uh, thank you, Robert. I hope that helps out. Uh, so you're looking at around six, you know, six to seven, getting that Rough, fully. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, Robert. We appreciate it. Let's go to Raymond and uh, Louisville. And, uh, Ramon, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, pretty good. How are you all? Good. Are y'all sheltering in place? Yes, we are. All right. So what's going on? Does the new spray, you know, you see advertising on TV where you can spray the roof to preserve it for a while. Does that work? Well, uh, Pam and Jeff, you know, the stuff that I'm assuming you're talking about to get that black stuff off the roof from, you know. No, no. I think it's called roof refurbish. Um, it's been advertised on TV that it would, you know, instead of having to put new shingles on, you could spray this on or hire them to spray it on in order to preserve the roof so you don't have to buy shingles right now. Huh. Mm. I have no, I have not heard of this product at all. No, I've never, I've been in this business 22 plus years, um, and have gone to numerous trade shows and, deal with with roofing and roofing products for the last 20 some odd years uh when you've heard the phrase it sounds too good to be true okay that was uh, it. i think it sounds too good to be true and I, I don't want to be debbie downer but um there 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 would not be a manufacturer manufacturing shingles if that product truly was worth anything that's okay. a good way to think of it yeah all right. Well, and you know, part of the show here, Ramon, is is making sure that people hear all the uh, truths that need to be heard. So, all right. Thanks a lot, and uh, good luck, and uh, make sure to do the right thing on your roof. It's the one thing that you do in your home that could ruin the rest of the home. All right. Let's go to uh, Bill in Greenwood. What's going on, Bill? Yeah, I see these manufactured homes. Uh Look like they're made out of uh, maybe cedar wood or something. They're kind of pretty and don't really have any paint on them. But uh, I was wondering, uh, some of them are pretty expensive. Uh, can a, 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 a just a regular uh, carpenter uh, could he build me a, <clears throat> a home like that and save a little bit of money on it? Just, you know, regular. Well, before any of the pros answers, I can tell you that 
someone was always willing to work with you to build a home. Promise. <laughs> There's somebody who wants to help you. Uh, uh, you guys want to handle this? Jeff? I, I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, he saw he saw a uh, a, a newer uh, modular mobile home that looked real nice because they used uh, cedar siding on it, right? No, it was a storage shed. It was a storage shed. Oh, a storage shed, yeah. And he was wondering if this can be done, you know, retro to or to a home. And and I would think the yes answer is yes, Jeff. Yeah, you know, if the house has siding on it now, sure we could we could put we could put you know other siding on it. My recommendation, uh, if you have masonite or cedar or something along those lines, and wanted to switch it out, I would use a hardy board like product, meaning a concrete impregnated product if i was going to redo the siding on my house now is there the one reason, is there one out there I, that does look that, like a wood look yeah yeah they 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 make one that is similar as a wood grain on it mm-hmm. and and what i like about the concrete product is it's virtually maintenance free uh, you do it one time it carries a 50-year warranty um mm-hmm. You do it one time, and you you paint it every ten to twelve years using a good quality paint or stain. Or yeah, well, yeah, your concrete product you're not going to really stain it. Yeah, I guess it's, you're right. It's not a stainable product. Um, you know, think about think about what what we're doing, and let's let's start with the roof. Your your roof can get a hundred plus degrees easy in the summertime. Then the sun's shining on that siding. We've got. You know, 95 degree plus on our siding, and it's every single day. It lives outside. It's in the element. We, When we're building houses or remodeling houses, we've got to think a long term. What is the best product I can put out here that's going to last the, the longest amount of time? And in my opinion, that's going to be a concrete product. There you go. Well, uh, and, and I will say, and Bill... I've seen these homes that you're talking about, and and I believe honestly that you can do it. You know the the way to, if you honestly wanted to do this, my opinion would be go to a lumber mill and uh, deal with it that way. Uh, I'm not sure you want to get that much lumber from your local home store, but uh, if you want to do that, you can. But I, I kind of tend to go with Jeff. Uh, Pam, do you have a thought on this? Well, I think Jeff is right. And something that I, people don't think about houses and the products that we use, specifically those on the outside, they expand and contract, expand and contract. And right. so the the wood will do that. And if you've used fasteners, then right around where those fasteners are, the wood is expanding and contracting and expanding and contracting. And after a while, it will um, it will create like a, a hole or a way for the water to get in. And the biggest enemy of a house is water. <laughs> right. So these concrete products are so good because if they're installed correctly, and I will say uh, yet again, manufacturer specifications, because if they're not flashed right and installed right and can use the correct um, the connectors correctly, then you've just created a huge problem down the road. And what it looks like the day it was installed, 
may not look that way in five years if you didn't follow the instructions. Wow. So finding someone who is, and I think Jeff could correct me on this, on some of these sightings, there are certifications for putting those up. Um, and then your oh, warranty man, you just would blew be my role here. if it's not installed correctly. Pam, this is crazy. See, I just, I'm telling this guy to go to the lumber mill and start hammering. And you're like, no, hire somebody good. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here, okay. Here, let's. Let, here's a couple things. Uh, you can go on Hardy Boards website. They will walk you step by step exactly how to install Hardy Board. Oh, really? uh, it's very simple. But there are a couple of of. Uh, oh man, I wish I would have done that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do it that way you may be in jeopardy of voiding your warranty. So good idea. Go on the website, do that. Now, as far as going straight to the lumberyard and getting your product, they're probably not going to sell it to you because they've got an agreement with their contractors and distributors. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Bummer. I mean, yeah, you could go to your bona fide, and I'm not going to say big box stores. I'm right. going to say your bona fide lumber dealer, right? And and get your options on siding. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's uh, take another time for a break. We're still putting the focus in these home projects that should have been done a while ago, but you know you got all the time in the world now. There's no time to keep putting them off. We're here to help. Also, when we return, we'll let you know how to make any space a home office. So stay tuned. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So um, uh, we were talking before the break about, uh, you know, there's no way around this coronavirus thing. The way uh, the way that it has shut down America and more, you know, the world, actually. Many people are working from home, but not everyone has a home office. However, uh, you can set up a home office. I was talking to someone this morning <laughs> who said, I said, so how's your home office? And she said, well, I have a chair. And I thought, okay, well, that's a dining room table thing. Right. So, but you can instead uh, set up a home office. And here's some neat ideas that that uh, that we've pulled. You can set up an office if you've got uh, a stair landing. That was a really good idea. If you've got a stair landing, but uh, you can put an awkward uh, landing space to use at the turn of a stairwell or top of a staircase. To work by uh, situating a desk there, just select a slim setup so that the office is narrow enough that's not in the way for anybody trying to pass by. But there's a place in in a home that's not typically used that might be used for an office, a uh, kitchen command center. Uh, This is what I typically see happening in a lot of our homes. Kitchen office utilizes uh, dead space uh, across the fridge, provides plenty of room to spread out, you know, 
I've seen these in my own house. If I if I go home and look at the dining room table, you can tell. <clears throat> excuse me. All the kids have been doing their homework. All the uh, parents have been trying to get that done, which means there's you know paint and dead bugs everywhere because you know that's that's what it takes to get that kind of thing done. Anyway, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Homer's on the line. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Good. What can I do for you? Uh, the gentleman with the fan, the bathroom fan, uh, pulling the marsh out. Uh-huh. Uh, now, this is some a quick fix, because I had this to happen to me. Uh, okay. Sit there and kind of thought about that marsh. You see it on the... You go and take a shower. You, you, whether you feel it or you see it on the window of the right, the mirror, the and, mirror in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, what I did was before I installed the hella fan install, it, it just quit working. Right. But anyway, uh, just get a small ceramic heater. This is a quick fix. Uh huh. Get a small ceramic heater. Right. You can turn it on low while you're in there taking a shower. Mm-hmm. And or just when you get through taking a shower, you just want to displace that moisture or eliminate it. That's what you right. got to do. And just cut that heat on low and leave it on low for five minutes or so. And it just eliminates the moisture, bring it back to a regular level. So. I mean, for a quick fix to get it done, because I, I hate to see moisture in a bathroom. I yeah. Mean, so it's like, you know, it's doing something. So. Well, thanks for the idea, Homer. I, I can tell you at my house, I've seen when my wife gets out of the shower and, you know, she goes to blow dry her hair. Well, can't, she can't see anything because there's so much moisture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. She has this box fan. You know, my wife has this yeah. thing with a box fan and she just mm-hmm. she'll point the box fan into the bathroom. And yep. and things clear up in no time. No time. Just, yep. A heat eliminates it so fast, or a small fan. I mean, right. even one of those work for a quick fix. Right. All right. Thanks a lot, Homer. We appreciate right. that. Hey, Thank you. Hey, hey, um, Jason. Yeah. Hey, um, can we go back to this roof thing for yeah, a minute? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Um, you know this. This proves that uh, now, what, all what, of my friends hang on. Listen what, what, to the show, okay? All right, go for it. <laughs> A friend of mine, he, he just texted me, and he's in the roofing business. He said, uh, he said, Jeff, wait a minute, you're wrong. I said, okay, I know that. Right. He <laughs> said, there, 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 there is a product, and it is called RoofMax.com, R-O-F-F-M-A-X-X.com. R-O-F-F-M-A-X-X. Uh, yeah, he says it works. Developed by the University of Ohio and the Soybean Council. This product has been tested, and um, it's been out for about two years. Really? Um, Hadn't had time to research it. I did a quick, I went to RoofMax, and it shows somebody on the roof actually spraying this product on the roof. um, And it says, uh, you know, extends the life of your shingles. And it's made out of soybeans? Well, no, I, it's <laughs> developed. It's developed by University of Ohio and the Soybean Council. So, Man. sounds to me like, um, yeah, obviously there's there's uh, 
some soybean in there somewhere. Right, but that's just that's amazing. I mean, it's kind of one right. of those you heard it here first kind of moments. That was well, uh, and it, it's, it's amazing on all fronts. It's amazing that I was adamant about it. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's not a product out there. Or and then just, it's amazing. My friend couldn't wait to get on the radio and tell everybody it does work. Right. So. <laughs> well, you know, we all need humility somehow. All right. Of course. All right. Let's uh, let's keep moving and go to uh, Timothy off the grid. What's going on in Louisiana, Timothy? Well, I just call about that roof product too. You know, uh, I used to work up north, and we mm-hmm. used a product called Snow Coat to snow coat? put on roofs to keep you know to protect them from uh, snow and stuff. You know, uh-huh. and it worked great, man. And I used it down here on a, a friend's uh, trailer. Um, uh-huh. mobile home with a metal roof that was starting to rust out. We, we coated it with Jasco uh, metal primer uh-huh. and then coated it with snow coat. And it's white, so it reflects the sun. It drops the temperature in the attic and everything. You know, it's just marvelous, right. you know. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I re- you know, I, I used it for years up north, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I had no idea just, they, there was that thing. Yes, you know, well, we don't have much snow down here, do we? Right. <laughs> That's a good point. So, you know, when I when I first moved to Virginia, I lived in Virginia for a while, and I remember going to the Walmart the first time going, what is that? And they said, those are all the snow shovels. And I thought, I've never been to a Walmart with snow shovels before. It never occurred to me. So, All right. Um, thanks a lot, Timothy. We appreciate it. Got an email here. Good morning, Jason and everyone. I have a bedroom that I use to store boxes of clothing, lamps, and stuff. No chemicals or perishables. For a few years now, there's been a smell of vinegar, or maybe urine, that comes and goes, which I cannot locate, even though I have put my nose to the corners and the floor trying. Some weeks ago, your panel had a caller shared comments about smells you don't want to notice in your home. It seems pretty important, but reception uh, but reception east of Mobile was a little weak that day and couldn't get everything that was said. Would you run that bias again? Uh, d- Jeff, do you remember speaking about that, uh, the odors in your home and how to get rid of those? Pam? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. There is a... Um oh, gosh. The, the best thing I know, it's, it's, it's called a... Uh, it's called an ozone machine. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Pam, Pam knows what I'm talking about. It's um, it's a commercial grade. You can get any of your Serve Pro Service Masters nine one one restorations will have a ozone machine. They can plug it in your house. Uh huh. Turn that on. Now, now the downside to this, there cannot be any pets or humans inside that house while you're running the ozone. Right. Interesting. I've never, I've heard of that, and I, I know this from from working at one. Uh, car dealerships actually use smaller versions of ozone machines to put in cars, uh, yes. when, especially when yes. people have smoked in them to take the smell out and take the right. It, it does work. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's an actual machine that actually, uh, it's almost like an air scrubber. It actually. It actually cleans the the smell. It doesn't just cover it up. Right. So, okay, John. Well, and, and keep this in mind, too. <clears throat> I have two thoughts here. One is that if you can smell it, you don't have COVID-19. 
So that's good. Good point. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, they would say so that's one of the symptoms. So as long as you can smell it, that's good. <laughs> that's a good point. And then my other comment would be, if there's an odor, I want to know what's causing that. That's right. I mean, if, if there's an odor because there's something wrong. Huh. So if if you've got a lot of things that have been stored, like, oh, Jeff, you remember years ago when we did that TV show where you came over and, you know, we did some remodeling here at my house. Yes. Yes. And I, um, I just, I just watched that just the other day again. And I know, yeah. Y'all did a great job. That was a <laughs> lot of fun. It was yep. hard, but yeah, we'll do a whole show on that one day, but funny story. Um, when you do a reality TV show uh, on these remodel things, there's so many things that I would do differently. And one of them was that they sent in a crew of people to pack up my kitchen. And I mean, there must have been 10 people just grabbing things out of the pantry, out of the refrigerator, dumping everything in a box, and they put it in my shop. Mm. Well, it was August. Oh. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was, you remember how hot it was? My God. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was tough. It was hot. And, and, uh, and also, when you do a reality TV show in the South, they don't let you turn on the air conditioner. Oh. So, yeah. And so um, he had got to be September, and I thought, you know. Maybe that's why so many of these this. things are filmed in Canada. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that crew from L.A. learned a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. About, uh, our, about our heat. But when I started unpacking those boxes, it, it, it there were some odors in there. Oh, man. <laughs> they packed up. All right. Well, butter. it is... Uh, I mean, we got to take gross. a break real quick, Pam. It's uh, time for our last <laughs> break. You And if you missed any of these office setup tips we talked about, you can uh, always listen back to it by other past episodes, subscribing to the podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning, so call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I've got one of those to bring to you in just a moment. We'll be right back. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contract Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. I wanted to make sure to mention before we got off the radio again today that we mentioned at the first of the hour, folks, we know you're bored. And we know you need stuff to do, and a lot of you are doing it outside and in your homes and working around, and we encourage that. That is that is a fantastic way to spend this time while we've got nothing to do. However, when you're going to the the, the home stores, your local hardware store, everything else, remember everybody in there is trying not to get sick and keep your social distance. And if it looks like there's 40,000 people at the store you're going into, maybe that's not the time to walk in. 
So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. All right, uh, we've got somebody on the line real quick. Gloria's on the line in Biloxi. What's going on, Gloria? Well, I have a question. I have a stucco outside on my house, mm-hmm. and it needs to be pressure washed. And my husband thinks, if I pressure wash the stucco, it's going to fall off. But I don't think so. But anyway, put that at rest for me. Am I going to be at any risk of damaging or a loose, loose stucco if I do a good pressure wash on it? Oh, well, man. it depends. If it's real stucco, you shouldn't have a problem. But if it's exterior insulated finishing system, no, if it's no, no. the synthetic stuff, concrete, you're going to rip it to shreds. This is a concrete house, and the stucco was adhered right to the concrete, so there's nothing between it and the concrete. Uh, is there is, oh, it's a brick? It's a brick, a brick home, right? No, no, poured is, concrete. Okay, okay, okay. Concrete walls, and and then they did the real stucco, not the synthetic. Correct. Okay. Um, This is my general rule on a pressure washer. If I am going to use a pressure washer, I am going to use a wide spray. I am going to use very gentle pressure, and I'm going to use a bucket and a brush. I'm going to bucket and brush it before I'm going to pressure wash it. If I end up having, if I end up and there's no other way to clean it other than a little bit of pressure, I'm going to use a little bit of pressure, but I'm going to use a wide spray. Okay. You know, and another thing, Jeff, too, think about if that top coat has a lot of cracks in it, you can't yep. shred it. That's so right. And, be very and careful. Remember, Concrete is porous, so I am driving water into that into that product. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not a believer in pressure washing. There are applications for a pressure washer, i.e., sidewalks, driveways, patios, exterior of a home. Be very very careful. Use more brush and elbow grease. Less pressure washer it sounds like great advice thank you gloria we appreciate it um i've got an email here that i did want to get to uh that pertain to this show so ken sent us a uh an email from south haven he said he was talking about these bathroom fans he said in general bathroom fans are installed by builders in bathrooms without a window the idea is that the window serves the purpose without the need for a fan. In short, if you have a window, install a fan only if you really want one. I thought that was interesting. What, what do you guys think of that? Well, it's kind of hot outside. I don't really want to raise my window. That's, that's true. Another um, another product yeah, from the north. I, I disagree with that because um, most permitted areas we require ventilation fans. Really? Okay. I didn't say all, but most, uh, all of them that we work in require ventilation fans. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah, new construction is going to. And Jason, let me mention something because I've been thinking about this since you talked about it in the beginning. Go for it. If you, and I could, Jeff, have you ever seen an outlet on a stair landing? Outlet on the stair landing. So if I'm going to put my office on a stair landing, how am I going to plug in my computer? Look, I don't make well, this stuff up. I research it. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I, 
think I'm I'm pretty sure we've 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 done that before just for a simple fact you could have a little little bitty corner table there or something. But right. but uh I think she's picking on you, Jason. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> I'm certain of it. Well, I just but. see you're setting up a desk I mean, with an yeah, well, extension cord Pam, and the children are running Pam, up and down the stairs. <laughs> Pam, listen. Jason didn't say it was ideal. He said it was an alternative. Oh, yes. alternative. Yeah, oh absolutely. I'm just thinking about falling down the stairs. That's true. You know what? Now, they, another option is to set up under the stairs, unless you have some sort of, uh, I don't know, fear of that somehow. Uh, I I'll tell you, think that's a great idea. A closet. Hey, I'll, tell you where, I'll tell you where not to have one. Where? Do not. Do not think you're going in your bedroom and you're going to watch a little bit of TV and do, do a no. little bit of paperwork. No, you're not going and to do that. Happen, that's and you not. happen to lay down on the bed right. because you might. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. And that's how it ends right there. All right, Fix It 101 <laughs> is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from our listeners like you. Our show is produced by java chapman our call screener today might have been jay white for pam pivas jeff sammons i'm jason klein stay tuned for wednesday 10 a.m program everyday tech with jay white and join us next wednesday at nine and this saturday at nine for fix it 101 only on mpb think radio